They set up the screen to Barkley, and Barkley immediately buried by Kamoko Ture. Ladies and gentlemen, you know they're mad because of cause of cause I'm who it is. You never, ever, ever seen a good trick. You want the problem? Start it up. Start it up. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily, another fantastic guest, an episode, you know, John Owning, we had to bring him back, he did such a good job the last time he was on that we brought him back to talk, Komoko Torre, an edge defender from Rutgers. John, how are we doing today? Doing great, man, another day in paradise, how about yourself? I'm doing good, man, we got 16 more days to the draft, and I it cannot get here any faster, I'm, I'm done with silly season, you know, I, I've watched a lot of guys, that most of the guys that I want to watch at this point, so I'm ready for the draft. Yep, same here. Just tuning up some final grades should be done in the last week. Let's talk Komoko Torre. He's first to give a background on him. I and mean, we're talking about he was a two-star defensive end recruit, originally from West Orange, New Jersey, which is about 15 minutes from me. And he played his freshman year. Uh, his parents didn't want him to play such a violent sport, so then he played basketball his sophomore and junior years before transferring his senior year, playing a year of football where he had 19 sacks and uh, he led the state of New Jersey with his 19 sacks and was 13 all state. Went to Rutgers as a freshman, got seven and a half sacks, eight tackles for loss, and was a freshman All-American. Uh, got hurt his sophomore and uh, junior year. And then this past year, he had six tackles for loss, three sacks. And we'll, we'll talk about some of the production here in a minute. And then, you know, Senior Bowl, he was a linebacker of the week uh, down there at the Senior Bowl. He, he had a, a really big Senior Bowl, and then he – Weighed in at the combine at 253 pounds, six foot four and three eighths, 80 inch uh, wingspan, 33 and three eighths arms. Um, then the 465-40, which is obviously really impressive. And then he hurt his hamstring at the 40 yard during the 40 yard dash, so he couldn't complete his drills. And during this pro day, he only benched, didn't do any drills, so just 18 reps. So that, that's kind of the background on Kamoko Torre. I know you're a fan, so when you watch his game, tell me some of the things you like about it. Well, first of all, I think he's a really athletic guy. He has the flexibility in his lower half, especially in his ankles. He has some of the best ankle flesion that I've seen in the last couple of years for pass rushers, actually. It's really impressive. He has slightly stiffer hips than I would like, but his ankle flexion is more than enough to make up for it. And then he just has that upfield burst to really uh, stress the offensive tackles um, set, really make them – get out of their typical set, turn their shoulders perpendicular to the line of scrimmage and try to push them past the quarterback, which opens up a ton of options for his handwork. And that's another thing that really impresses me is he, he's not, you know, in boxing where there's some guys that throw like a one, throw a one, two, they're throw, they throw single punches. There's a lot of pass rushers like that. And, and Kimoko Ture is the type that can throw combinations together. He's not just throwing a stab. He's not just throwing a swipe. He's throwing a stab. Uh, chop and then a rip. He's throwing, he's sequencing moves together, which is great to see in the NFL because when you have offensive linemen to have independent hand usage and that are punching with their left or right hand independently, you're going to have to figure out ways to sequence your hand usage together so that you can knock away both hands as you're trying to round that corner. And that's something he does really, really well. And those are good. Those are just some of the things that really impressed me when I watch him. And there's a reason why I'm a little bit higher on him than I think the most. Yeah, I think we're talking about a guy with serious potential with also certain developments in his game, despite the fact that his production might not suggest that with just the three sacks this past year. We were talking a little bit pre-show. The way he was used at Rutgers is a joke. I mean, they dropped him in the coverage all the time. And while he's actually pretty good in coverage, especially for an edge defender, he's real good in coverage. That's not where you want your best pass rusher. You want him after the quarterback. And I, I think your point's about he's pretty bendy. 
He's he's a he's a good athlete with speed off the edge. He's got good closing speed. I think he's got a good motor too. I, I saw him chase down a lot of plays. When he's on the backside of run plays, he can kind of close when he has that uh, free release. Now he's not a good run defender, but in terms of the backside, he can he can close and he will kind of hold his contain. I I love your point about his hand usage because I wasn't expecting that. You know, I heard all the reports about how raw he was, but I I thought he he put moves together pretty well. And in the Michigan game, something I saw a lot of was the tackle was overextending to the outside. He was getting in a stance too quickly, and he would kind of cut on the inside and absolutely destroy the tackle that way. So I think that he actually he has a plan when he pass rushes. He's a bendy, good athlete with good closing speed and good hand usage. And to me, that's, that's what I'm looking for in an edge rusher. Yeah, and the thing that people would overlook talking about his usage a little bit is when he was dropping it, when you drop an edge defender into coverage as much as he does – you eliminate their ability to get into a rhythm as a pass rusher. So it's hard for them to set up moves. So they can't kind of get that feel for the way an offensive tackle is setting and the way he's using his hands and the way he balances his weight in between his, you know, his kick steps and stuff like that. Stuff like that that is so vitally important to the best pass rushers being successful throughout games, he wasn't able to do. And I think if he gets that opportunity in the NFL, as we saw, like you said, in the Michigan game, he's – He's a heady pass rusher. He's analyzing what the offensive tackle is doing and reacting to it. He's not just a stubborn pass rusher just banging his head against the wall trying the same move over and over again. He He's reacting to what's happening. And I think if you give him that ability to get more of a rhythm in the NFL, you're going to see him be much more productive. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a great point about how you know pass rushing is basically playing chess and that one move – is setting up another move in the future because you know the more you do something the more the offensive lineman is going to react to that and the more you need to find counter moves and you know he's not just this speed off the edge rusher where he's going straight up the field I think he can he's a lot more than that there are some weaknesses in his game I mean I'm going to start off with the fact that he was injured a lot right I mean you're talking about the hamstring injury now you're talking about multiple shoulder injuries that cost him a lot of time but on the field what are some of your concerns with this game well, the biggest issue you have is right away with his stance. He falls steps out of his two-point stance on nearly every occasion. At the end of the year, the last, I think, two or three games, you'll start to see when he lines up on the right side, he doesn't fall step as much. He cleaned that up a little bit. But on the when he lines up on the left side, he falls steps every single time. And that's just a weight distribution problem. He needs to put more weight on his front foot so that he rolls off instead of doing that chop where his kind of picks up that foot, brings it back, and then goes which eliminates a lot of his athleticism. And it's a reason why he was kind of a step behind on some of his pass rushes. So that's a big problem. So that's a problem, but that's easily fixable in the NFL. That's a place where a defensive line coach or an outside linebacker coach, wherever he ends up going, is going to fix that right away. They're going to figure, they're going to tell him to get that weight on that front foot roll off. And he's going to be able to maximize his first step a lot more. And then the other biggest issue you see is a lack of physicality in the run game. His hand technique is actually good and his body positioning is actually not bad, but he just doesn't have that, that strength and that power in his punch to be able to hold his ground. He kind of gives up ground. He's kind of hopping back, trying to hold his position. He'll get widened a little bit. And that's, I think that just, he needs more experience playing around on the edge. Like I was talking to him at the senior bowl and he talked about coming into college. He only knew how to rush the passer. He never played run in his life. And the freshman year, they didn't ask him to play the run. His sophomore and junior years, not only was he asked learning how to play the run, but with the shoulder issues, uh, mitigated his ability to get stronger. So his senior year is basically the only year he's been able to really get strong and really put in work in the weight room and work on his run defending technique. So 
that's something he's going to need to improve and get more experience out in the NFL for sure. Because right now he's going to be a major liability against the run. It's it's kind of insane to think about, right? We're talking about a, a freshman All-American, you know, <laughs> a guy that's played four years in the Big Ten, which is, you know, the the three yards in a cloud of dust conference in terms of historically about a guy that really only has one year of experience playing the run it's kind of crazy to think about but i think you're absolutely right certain i thought he did well against the run if he was up against like a tight end or something and he could kind of use his length and disengage but when he got up against offensive linemen and teams ran at him he would get washed out of plays. so you know i I think if he's on the field in the nfl year one and run plays teams are going to run right at him and have a lot of success but to me, to be honest, if I have to pick, I want the pass rusher well before I want the the edge, the, the guy that sets the edge. That's the much more valuable part of the game. And to me, his ceiling is incredibly high in that area. So if I'm going to take him, he's probably going to go uh, round two, round three. My guess is kind of end of round two, early round three. If I'm taking him there, I can have him as a year one pass rush only while I develop his running aspect of his game. And you know, he can be a year one contributor with serious upside. Mm-hmm. I think he could be... If he was used in a similar way as Carl Lawson was used last year, where he's a pass rush only guy, they're bringing him on second down and eight plus yards, third downs. He's not playing any first downs. He's not being in any situations where he has to really play against the run. And if you give him that, I think he's a type of guy that with some seasoning, you know, he can be a six to eight sack a year guy for you, possibly getting into the 10 plus sacks a year type of deal. When you watch his game, is there someone he reminds you of? It's difficult. He does. A lot of people say Yannick Ngakwe, but I think Yannick Ngakwe is so much more of an explosive pass rusher, whereas Kimoko Ture is a little bit more of a fluid type of a pass rusher. He's not using violence with his hands. He's using kind of fluidness to get around you type of thing. So I don't know. He, there's not really a guy that like comes straight to his mind because he's kind of unique in his – like he's kind of a, I guess a Randy Gregory type is the closest guy. When I watch him, he really reminds me of Randy Gregory, especially in the way that his upper and lower bodies are disconnected. And when I say that, and I mean, you see a lot of pass rushers who run rigidly up field, right? Their shoulders and their hips are constantly pointing in the same line. What you see is the best guys. You see guys like like the flexible guys like Von Miller. Their hips can be pointed upfield, but their shoulders will be slightly turned toward the offensive lineman so that they can use their hands and that their hips will turn around quicker as they get to the top of the arc. Because if your shoulders and your hips are both pointing forward, they both have to turn for you to get around the arc. You know, when you're rounding that arc really tight. But if your shoulders are already turned, it's going to artificially turn your hips quick as soon as you keep turning your shoulders. So it's going to make it a lot easier for you. And he's really, really good at that. And that's the type of thing that Randy Gregory is really good coming out. We know Randy Gregory has all the off-field issues with marijuana and stuff. Luckily, Kamoko Ture doesn't have those issues. So I think we'll be able to see what that kind of a fluid pass pressure, how successful they will be. I think I think that was an excellent breakdown. And, you know, Randy Gregory was someone I was really high on coming out for a lot of those reasons. Obviously, the off-field stuff is is something completely different. Uh, Ngaku was actually my comp for him, but not necessarily as a play style, but more as like an ideal way to integrate him into the NFL and what kind of what he could become. So it might not necessarily be a play style, but you know. Ngakwe struggled some his his rookie year, kind of, um, and then they used him as a pass rusher, and he really came along, and he was one of the better uh, edge rushers this past year in the NFL. So, 
maybe not necessarily as a player, but more as a, a way you integrate them into the NFL. I think that's a fair comparison. I think they have a similar path because if you notice in Gwakwe, if even in Gakwe, even if you look at his body from the first year to the second year, he looks totally different. He filled out his frame a lot more. And that was gave him the ability to be more explosive, more effective on a down and down basis. And I think Kimoko Ture has needs that same type of path. Where would you like to see him go that you think you could have the most success? I think mm, a team like the Los Angeles Chargers would be good. You know, I would like to see him as a really good third pass rusher to start behind the guys like Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, who can really work, who he can work, uh, play behind and emulate. Because I think those two guys, especially, they have strengths in areas where Kimoko Ture is kind of weak, and they can kind of round out his game just by watching him playing and being emerged in their kind of environment. That makes sense. And another one that that might work in that way is the Los Angeles Rams. Um, they they might have to trade up to get him, but just in terms of a. But all the good defensive players with Wade Phillips, he knows how to get the best out of him. <laughs> so I'm going to be selfish on this one. I want him to be the Jets pick at 71 overall. Now, obviously, he would probably step in and be the best pass rusher on the team, which mm-hmm. might not be great for him. But they they are pretty solid against the run, and all their other edge defender guys are kind of run stoppers. And they have Leonard Williams. They have Steve McClendon. Like, they're really built to stop the run. And, you know, he would get to stay home in New Jersey, be around his family and could kind of develop into that third down pass rusher with, and if he hits a ceiling would be the exact player the Jets have been chasing for 15 years. So I'm going to be selfish and, and give him to the New York Jets. Hey, that's a good fit. I, I wouldn't mind that at all. Any situation where he can focus on pass rushing initially is a good situation for him. Yeah, I agree. John, I just want to thank you for joining me, man. Uh, I'm a huge fan of your work. I had to have you on a second time because the way you describe edge and the way you talk about edge rushers is is really second to none. Why don't you t- kind of tell the people what you're working on, where they can find it? Hey, guys. Yeah, just find me on Twitter at John Owning. Hopefully, we'll have some news in the upcoming future about my next writing opportunities. Just stay tuned. Absolutely, guys. And, you know, if, if you're interested in any Cowboys takes, John will, will be more than happy to give you all the Cowboys information that you can handle. Uh, guys, again, he's John Owning. You can follow him on Twitter at John Owning. I'm Elliot Chris, your host of the Draft Daily Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Elliot Chris. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. As always, guys, we really appreciate listening. Thank you. Waiting on that moment. Waiting on my moment.